welcome to Choir Talks. I'm glad that you've joined us this week. This is our weekly podcast where I, as a worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church, share a few words from the scripture with our choir. But don't be fooled. This is not a podcast just for choir people or music people in general. It is a podcast for anybody who loves the Bible and just wants to study and, and hear from God. Uh, each week, I'm just bringing the things that are fresh bread to me in the sense they are things that I've read in my personal quiet time and have thought through and feel like that maybe God has spoken to me about. So today, I want you to sit back and join us as we look at 1 Corinthians 2 and talk about weakness and pride. Today is a little bit of a continuation from last week's episode. Last week, we talked about God choosing us in our weakness and that our weakness reveals his strength in our lives. So today, I wanted to delve a little further into that idea and read the next few verses in 1 Corinthians, where we left off last week. Last week, we finished chapter 1, so this week, we're going to start chapter 2. I think pride is one of the main reasons that Paul wrote this letter to the church at Corinth. They were a very gifted church, but if you read the letter, you can see where perhaps their giftedness has caused them to be prideful. There's many evidences in the book of where he is speaking to them in, in ways about their pride. Um, they were prone to argue and, and fuss with each other. They, they liked to attach their name to whichever leader that they thought were most powerful, perhaps in a in a effort to raise their own status in the church. I don't know. They uh, were easily offended uh, by one another, and that just kind of reveals some pride that was in their lives. In fact, at one point in chapter 8, he just says this, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And that's a whole nother theme uh, when you get to love and the importance of love that you'll see in this book. But today, I'm going to focus on pride. I think pride was probably an issue for Paul himself, and that's why he was able to recognize it, identify it, and be helpful to the church at Corinth. Uh, Paul was a man of great knowledge. He was highly educated. He spent much of his early life pursuing knowledge. There was a lot that he could be proud about in his life. In fact, he tells us that pride was an issue in his spiritual walk. If you read 2 Corinthians, you'll see that in chapter 12, where he opens up and talks about his temptation to have a sinful pride in his life. And God taught him humility. In fact, the way God used to teach him humility was to give him a weakness. He gave him something that we think is probably a physical ailment, but in that weakness, uh, God was there to teach him that he needed to depend not on his own power, but on God's power. Ultimately, in chapter 12, God speaks to him and says this, My power is made perfect in weakness. Pride keeps us from seeing God's power displayed in our lives. Uh, James says it this way, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So let's read our passage for today. This is uh, 1 Corinthians 2 starting with verse 1. Brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness, there's that word, right, with great fear and trembling. 
My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on God's power. So let's break that down a little bit. In the first verse, he says, Brothers and sisters, I didn't come to you with eloquence or human wisdom. Um, but that's not because he couldn't have come with eloquence or human wisdom. If you read his letters in the Bible, you will easily see that Paul is a man of great intellect, great intelligence, and that he's very eloquent. He's, he speaks very well and expresses his ideas very clearly and even poetically. He easily could have come with eloquence and with human wisdom, but he chooses not to. He made a choice. Um, verse 3 fleshes that out a little farther. He says, I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. So he set aside those strengths, and he came instead with weakness. Why? Well, let's talk about great fear and trembling. That's an unusual phrase. I mean, what's up with that? What is he fearful of? I believe that he is fearful here of his own strength his own ability. In fact, more specifically, he's not fearful of his own strength, but he's fearful that he would have pride and that he would depend on his own strength. He didn't want to quench the demonstration of God's strength by depending on his own ability. All of us are prone to lead with our strengths when we know that we have strengths. He feared that his ego would tempt him to use his own strength. But the strength of God is so much more powerful than our strength. John Piper said this, Not that I distrust the power and promise of God, but I distrust myself. Not so much that I will fail, as the world counts failure, but that I might succeed in my own strength and wisdom, and so fail as God counts failure. So Paul goes on to say in verse 4, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. That's his priority, is to see God's strength flowing through him, working through him, not his own strength, making a difference. Um, remember that they were arguing about the leadership in the churches, and some of them were attaching themselves to Paul's name. If he would have come in his own eloquence, he would have fed into the argument that they were already having about his ability. But when he humbled himself and came in God's strength, then he pointed them all to God. Remember last week from 1 Corinthians um, 1, we, we had this verse, God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. 2 Corinthians uh, goes on to say it this way, we have this treasure, this God-given gift in us, in jars of clay, so that the transcendent power of God may be evident. So the fact that we uh, have great power in the Holy Spirit, and yet it's in these temporary jars of clay in our weakness, that is so that his strength will show and not our strength. So our weakness becomes an asset when we allow God's strength to work through us, and our strength becomes a liability when we put God's strength to the side and depend on our own ability. So what about you? What are you doing now in your life? What tasks or, or things that you have to do in your life are you able to do in your own strength that you don't really need God? Hey, here's a scary thought from me. 
I've been a worship pastor for decades. You know, in my own strength, I can really plan a worship service all by myself. And I can lead the songs all by myself. I don't really need God's power to be able to do those things. I have the strength to do them on my own. But how terrible would it be to go to a church where the worship pastor doesn't rely on God's strength? Would you want to go to a worship service that was planned without the pastor, the worship pastor, involving God, without him seeking God and depending on God's guidance? Absolutely not. Whereas I have some strengths in that area. I could never help people find the presence of God. I couldn't facilitate life change that comes when people meet with God. Those are things that only God can do. So even though he's given me some strengths, I've got to depend on his strength because it is so much bigger than mine. So back to you. Is there something um, that God needs your weakness in right now in your life? Is there something that you need to stop depending on your own ability and recognize that the strength of God is greater than you? Of course he gave you those gifts and strengths. And they are to be used, but they are to be used by him flowing through you, by his, his Holy Spirit using those gifts through you. Is there something in your life that you need to step out of the way and let God do through you, embrace the weakness? Let me pray for you. Father, help us to walk in humility before you and not get lost in pride not depend on our own strength, God, but know that your strength is so much greater. Father, help me to do that. Help my friends who are listening today to follow you, depend on you, see your strength, and see their own weakness in relationship to you, God. And Father, I ask you that you would work through these friends who are reading or listening or worshiping in you this week. Father, I pray that you would work through them in your power, in your strength, so that they will see amazing things in their lives. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, before we go, I want to, as always, invite you to be a part of Ridgecrest Baptist Church. We would love to have you uh, here in the, in the worship center with us on Sunday morning at 1030. But you could also join us via live stream on Facebook or on YouTube. Hope you guys have a great week in the Lord. Thank you. Thank you.